Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission clearing my Aunt Beth's name, and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Roxanne Gay, the host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Each week, I talk to an interesting person about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. We can't escape politics. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zendaya is doing more things we love. Everyone's re-examining how John Mayer has treated women in the past. And we're talking with the creator of the gender reveal party, Jenna Carvanitas. It's February 25th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Um, Zach, today's a very big Pisces day. <laughs> listeners it is. so he doesn't have to say it himself <laughs> it's sex birthday <laughs> oh my god it's my birthday and venus is entering pisces which means i may find love finally maybe you know, we'll see i really i really understand pisces my sister's a pisces i grew up in a pisces household i know it <laughs> see exactly exactly and can you see what's your sign again Capricorn. I just needed to hear you say it again because my chart is mostly Capricorn and Capricorns <laughs> are my favorite people. You know what? Leo, which is my rising. <laughs> I really, I think that earth and water signs have really got it going on together. You know, like fire and air over there together, but earth and water, they're just vibing. Truly, truly. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and I'm so glad it is my birthday because we know later on the show, we are talking with the woman that created gender reveal party. So it feels very, very on brand. That <laughs> yes, we'd be talking it, it truly is a my perfect birthday. day for us. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, to start the show with someone who we both love dearly, we're talking about Zendaya. Recently, she appeared on Vanity Fair's YouTube channel and was asked personality revealing questions. When she was asked about what quality she finds attractive in a man, she quickly corrected the person. What is the quality you most like in a man? Um, I'm most like in a person. How about that? 
Oh, this is this is so it's such a big question. What is the quality I most like in someone? I would say like kindness is kind of like not the best way to describe it, but um some people are just good people and you can just feel it. And I don't know how to explain that, but there's like this little spark they have or this little special thing that they have that just you feel safe and happy around them. I don't know what that is. The follow-up question was what qualities she finds attractive in women and that indefinable goodness and kindness was top of her list. I got emotional hearing her saying that and I hate it because I think it's just because Pisces is a Venus is entering Pisces. That's what's happening here. No, a lot of people like on TikTok are like, Zendaya just came out and I'm like, that's... Let's slow it down, okay? Maybe she's queer. Maybe she will come out. Maybe she won't. But also, I think that this was just such a cool way for her to respond. Yeah, not everything needs to be gendered. We don't need to gender yeah. everything. And I love that this news comes out in the the week in which we get the Gallup data that says, like, TLDR, everyone's pretty gay mm-hmm. at some level. And Gen Z is becoming gayer. But one of the big findings they found is that over 50% of Gen Z, which is Zendaya think that the gender binary is outdated. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what she's kind of talking about here. It's like, why do we have to gender and put everything in these boxes? Why can't we just be like, what do you like in people? What do you like in love? Like, why does it have to be so forced into what Adrian Rich in 1981, I think, wrote was called compulsory heterosexuality. Mm -hmm. And yes, Mm -hmm. I have a women's Mm -hmm. studies degree. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, America. Well, meanwhile, we need to talk about John Mayer's treatment of famous women. The singer-songwriter recently made comments about his feelings while watching Framing Britney and said, quote, I almost cried five times during that on Andy Cohen's Sirius XM radio show. He continued saying, I mean, I was on the edge of tears five times because if you understand what this business industry lifestyle does to a person, to go through this and come out the other side okay is to have infinite grace for those who struggle with it. Social media pounced on these comments, notably how he should apologize to Jessica Simpson, who he dated in the 2000s. In Simpson's memoir, she blasts Mayer, noting that, quote, he was so clever and treated conversation like a friendly competition he had to win. One minute, he was explaining the start of his Rolex collection. Then another, he was going on about a collector who he was jealous of. Then the nature of jealousy. Then the concept of time and the heft of it on your wrist. He also tried to interject himself into many of Simpson's other romantic relationships, only to dump her later. I don't know. It's pretty sad that he watched Britney and it made him cry, but it didn't make him do any self-reflection. Yeah, because he still hasn't said sorry to, you know, Jessica Simpson, who I remember I got to do, I was lucky enough to sit down with her, talk about this memoir, and she did bring this up and it was a mess and I did feel terrible for her. But also people like Taylor Swift, who hasn't talked about it. Like, they date it and we know he was garbage to her. Like, he just has been garbage to such famous, famous women. Uh, And it is weird that he's like, oh, well, Britney Spears, I relate to. But again, this is him interjecting himself into things like Jessica Simpson mentions in her her book. So there we go. Mm. He's a narcissist. (laughs) Case closed. Okay, so now... Now I want to go back to what we talked about at the top of the show, gender. You know, we could talk about it endlessly, but specifically, we unfortunately have to talk about gender reveal parties again. And yes, we do hate to bring it up. We do, but they keep happening. So we have to talk about it. And that's because last weekend, another person was unfortunately and tragically killed. This time, a young father-to-be while he was cooking up some kind of explosive device for one of these parties. So we have to say it again. It's time for gender reveal parties to end for so many reasons. But if people won't listen to us, maybe they'll listen to Jenna Carvanitas. She held the very first gender reveal party back in 2008, and she's begging for them to come to an end now. 
And just to state the obvious, we clearly can't hold Jenna accountable for all of the wild stunts people have pulled over the years, but we're bringing her on because she has a unique perspective, particularly when it comes to how her attitude about gender has changed over the years. Hi, Jenna. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So we unfortunately do have to start with some sad news. What was your reaction when you found out about the man in upstate New York who recently and tragically died after trying to pull off one of these gender reveal stunts? You know, I always want to be respectful to the families when I find out about these deaths. Um, But I find myself reacting with more and more anger every time I see them because Mm. this is so preventable. Like, we do not need to be doing this. And all of the dangers are clear. And it has been made, you know, everyone's been made aware now, like, not to do this. And yet people are still doing it. Why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like it's something that, like, now all my friends are constantly talking about and constantly doing, even though we get all these reports that, hey, you know, things happen when people do this that are not that great. But, you know, Jenna, you are the person that is credited with starting this whole trend of gender reveal parties. So talk to us about that. What inspired you to create this trend and what's it been like to see it kind of reach today where a man is dying, sadly, in a, due to a malfunction of a device? Well, I think it's really important to notice that there's a huge difference between what's going on today and what I was doing back in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. I am OG. I am old. And, you know, when I was back on the internet in the early 2000s with my blog, it was just a different place. I mean, the internet was just, it, it wasn't a place where you were trying to monetize your your life. It was just a place, mm-hmm. it was more seen, a blog was more like a diary, like, oh, here's what I'm doing and my friends can see what I'm doing. And it just kind of grew. Like I got, I had a following or whatever, but, um, you know, you never know what's going to go viral. So whenever I had my gender reveal party, which I did not call a gender reveal party, I called it a peep show. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was well, also the, the cake was a duck. So a peep peep, but also there was a, a peep oh, involved. Anyway, it was dirty. It. Um, and it was just for like, you know, my own personal fun. And mm-hmm. uh, it was really celebrating me not having yet another miscarriage, which was kind of a macabre reason to have a party. I was like, Hey guys, yeah. no death come over and have some cake. So I just thought, you know, we'll have this cool party or to be like a lot of fun. And I did not ever foresee anything like what it's turned out to be as far as right. explosions. Like what you said, you started out with a cake shaped like a duck. And now we're talking about explosives. Yes, and it was an ugly cake, by the way. Those things wouldn't even <laughs> pass the muster for Pinterest. <laughs> so yeah, it was a lot different back then. Yeah, you know, you're talking about like, what you're speaking to is the rise of social media. You know, when you were doing this, I do remember those good days, like the golden era of blogging, where you have like that Julia Child's blog that now is a movie, where people are just like blogging about their personal experiences of like making things or going through life. And now social media is very performative. And, you know, I, I would love to hear what it's been like for you to see people every year doing things on Instagram, like the alligator thing, gender reveal party. I'm sure you've seen these where people like put like a balloon in an alligator's mouth and it pops it and it shows the gender. So what's that been like seeing like all these wild stunts over the years? You know, it's just really disturbing because it's just so unnecessary. Um, You know, I I don't necessarily have so much of a problem with people who just want to, like, have their cake and their balloons. I think there's a lot of social implications for trans and non-binary people that I can definitely get into. But when I see the dangerous ones, it's just like, I don't understand why people are feeling the need to do this. At first, I thought it was like, okay, they want to, you know, get that money from their sponsors and get these sponsorship opportunities, which social media allows. But then again, I'm like, wait a minute, like, you're not doing this for the promposals. They don't have deadly explosions. They're not doing this for all the other little kitschy things that have come about in social media. So I don't know what makes this whole sex reveal party different. I don't know why. It's horrifying, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> well, we'll be right back to talk about the evolution of gender reveal parties and how people should maybe think about how far they should actually be going with them. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, sir! Head over to NFLshop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, T-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLshop.com. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking In, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. Welcome back. We're talking with Jenna Carvanitas about gender reveal parties. So you started speaking out against these around two years ago for a couple of different reasons. First, I want to ask how your opinion on gender has evolved since you threw your peep show party. Well, you know, in 2008, it just wasn't a conversation that people were having. And I will just admit my ignorance right now. I am not a person who ever had to question my gender or my sexuality. It just didn't cross my mind. And that doesn't mean it's not a really worthy topic. And it's really come into play now, you know, in our lives, you know, a little bit close to home. I mean, I have a daughter, you know, she's got this short haircut and she wears a suit and her pronouns are she and her, but you know, she marches to her own drum, so to speak. I'm sure you guys have all seen the viral picture of our family. Everyone thinks it's my son. And you know, she's, oh, she, yes, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> but she's a girl. I mean, she'll tell you, you know, I'm a girl. So, you know, that's, that's really not in question, but you know, um, it's really the whole concept of just gender and in, in general. It's really, it's fluid. It's a construct. It's really not as mm-hmm. black and white or pink and blue so to speak, as we used to think of it. I really feel like the these gender reveal so-called parties are political in nature now. I think they started out as, oh, this is cute and fun and something, you know, because it is, it's a fun little party, you know, you get to have cake or whatever, but now it's, it's really become politicized. It's, it's married with the gun rights crowd because you've got these explosions, you've got these guns and somebody is drawing a line in the sand and saying, you know, damn it, this is a two gender world and they're firing their guns. I think that's where we are right now. And that's what's disturbing about it. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like, you know, 
like a lot of people, you've come far from 2008 to now. And, you know, in your Facebook post that went viral back in 2019, you wrote, quote, plot twist, the world's first gender reveal party baby is a girl who wears suits. So has having more than one child expanded your understanding of gender fluidity? Yeah, you know, I actually have three children, but they are all girls and they are all so different from each Mm. other that your differences as a human being and the talents you have to bring to the world, it really is not anchored so much on your gender. It's it's just not, you know, or or your sex, your biological sex, I, I should say, because, you know, people are always like, oh, you're going to have another one. You're going to go for number four and have a boy. And it's like, well, why would I do that? All my children are so much, they're so different from one another. And they are, you know, I have uh, some more girly girl children. And then I have, of course, the one who's doing her own thing. So yeah, it's, it's definitely changed my perspective. Mm. And, you know, your perspective has grown so much and, you know, I wish more families really let their ideas of gender expand <laughs> like yours now because it would be much more helpful for a lot of people out there. But I, I want to bring up a moment when which I remember you speaking out a lot, which was in 2019. And it, for me, this was a moment in which I became more aware of gender reveal parties too. And it's when a big wildfire broke out and it was credited to a gender reveal party. And that's for me the moment in which things got really political because it felt like it tied into climate change. It tied into like property ownership and what our rights are. So like, take me back to that moment. Why did you decide to make that a big moment in which you were like, hey guys, we got to stop this. What This is not working for us anymore. Well, for a couple of reasons. One, I was actually evacuated in the Bobcat fire last wow. summer. So that was, you know, this whole, it was a gender reveal party. It, it I, The mountain was on fire here behind my house. I'm in Los Jeez. Angeles on the um, east side. So yeah, that was, you know, it really was brought home to me. But you know, something doesn't have to be about you in order to realize mm-hmm. and recognize the harm. I just feel like a lot of people um, are not are not thinking in those terms. I think people are afraid to admit that they made a mistake or that it's time to think about things that are different. At that time, I saw the wildfire, the first wildfire, actually the first brush fire that happened was was before this past summer. It was a few years ago. I, I did like feel responsible. I mean, I cried. I was like, oh my God, what, what the hell is going on? My evolution of thought has now healed me. I'm sorry, that's not me. We don't go back to Orville and Wilbur Wright and say, why'd you invent that plane? You know, you're in charge of all the plane crashes. That's not what we do. Those people out there are doing something dangerous. They know what they're doing. They need to stop. And it's okay for me to say that. You know, it's also been strange to see how these have even progressed even more during the pandemic. Like, it seems as if they're being held in equal importance as weddings. Why do you think this is something people are clinging on to right now? You know, I think it's just started being so much part of our culture at this point that people have now gotten, they've been around so long, people have grown up with them to where someone has gone from being 10 years old to now being 22 years old. And they're like, this is how I've always pictured my gender reveal party. So once something gets a hook in the culture like that, it's really difficult to change minds. I just think it would be great if we just started talking about things in terms of of safety and also just being more aware. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to have parties. The internet is so creative. There are so many things you can do that don't focus on whether or not that child has a penis. I mean, come on, you know, (laughs) we went from a cake to an explosion. We can always pivot around to something else. So, no, you're right. I love that. Let's just have parties for different things. You can, let's just do that, please. It's Tuesday. Get your champagne out. It's okay. You don't need, I feel like sometimes women feel this need to like, okay, I have to have um, an occasion for somebody else in order to really mm-hmm. celebrate what's going on with me, mm-hmm. you know? And it really, this is about you becoming a mom. This is about becoming a family. This is about a change in your life. And that's okay to celebrate. You don't need yeah. to 
break out I these mean, other things. Yeah. I mean, what you said in the beginning, you know, you experienced miscarriage and you were celebrating the fact that like you have a baby coming, you're excited. And that's enough. Like that's truly all you need to do is that, like, yo guys, we woke up today. We're happy. We're in love. And we're about to welcome someone into this house. Let's talk about it. Let's have some champagne. Maybe I'll sneak some sips. Maybe I won't. Who knows? <laughs> but I <laughs> Zach, my God. <laughs> hey, I, I believe in radical agency in women's bodies. You know, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know what? Amen to that. Oh, not amen to the drinking when you're pregnant, but you know what? That is your decision. Absolutely. <laughs> I also feel like, you know, when you have these gender reveal parties, you put a personhood on a fetus and that is still oh, yeah. a fetus. That woman is still in charge of her entire body. But yes. yes, well said. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Right. Thank you so much, guys. Well, that's it for today. Join us tomorrow for a conversation about how we are done with the Golden Globes. And remember, if Zendaya and the creator of the gender reveal party think gender is outdated, maybe we should all heed their advice. Oh my God, here, here. All right, so be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hello, and welcome to our show. I'm Zoe Deschanel, and I'm so excited to be joined by my friends and castmates, Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris, to recap our hit television series, New Girl. Join us every Monday on the Welcome to Our Show podcast, where we'll share behind-the-scenes stories of your favorite New Girl episodes. Each week, we answer all your burning questions like, is there really a bear in every episode of New Girl? Plus, you'll hear hilarious stories like this. Fun that fact. was one I of your things too. you brought back from Latvia. Yeah, I brought back because a hoop. all professional <laughs> basketball players. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> seven foot hoop. Yeah, listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Colleen Witt. Join me, the host of Eating While Broke podcast, while I eat a meal created by self-made entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities over a meal they once ate when they were broke. Today, I have the lovely AJ Crimson, the official princess of Compton, Asia. Kidding, and Asia. This is The Professor. We're here on Eating While Broke, and today I'm going to break down my meal that got me through a time when I was broke. Listen to Eating While Broke on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Roxanne Gay, the host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Each week I talk to an interesting person about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. We can't escape politics. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 